0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technicia. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technicia.
0: Happy Tuesday, everyone. Today is July the 22nd, 2014, and welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. We have a wonderful show going on today. Now, many of us are in the line of business. We don't know how to get started. We get frustrated. Well, here with me today is Ms. Kim. Uh, A She is going to be working exclusively with business leaders to just get you on that right thought management pattern. She's going to teach you how to manage your thinking so that you don't, so you know how to react to negative circumstances with agility and grace. And she is one of North America's foremost experts on performance through thought management. And we'll have Kim coming right after this. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back on Blog Talk Radio. Um. Exactly what we're doing on this show today. We're taking care of business, and again with me is Kim Ardez, who is also the founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and Journal Engine Software. So let's give our warm welcome to Kim, and if you do decide to call in, do so at 347-426-3751. I'll have the chat line box open as well. Well, Kim, welcome to the
1: show today. I'm glad it's your on. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me on.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. And, and it's a blessing just to have a, a
1: strong-minded woman such as yourself who's doing her thing.
0: You're a mother, an author, writer, speaker, coach. And I love that, that you know how to maintain yourself and keep it all together. But I know that sometimes it gets a little hard. So what are some things you probably do to just keep, to get back and refocus?
1: Well, I'll tell you, one of the key things that I do to stay focused and keep focused and get back into focus when I've lost my focus is I journal. Um, I find what I do is I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I go downstairs, I make myself a cup of coffee, and I I journal for, you know, anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour every single day. And what I do in that journal is I just tell myself, I'm writing to myself, what I want, where I want to go. If there's something that's bothering me, I I get it out of my system, and then I redirect myself and really focus on where I'm headed instead of where I am right now if that place that I'm at is a little bit negative. So journaling really helps me to focus on the things that I want rather than on some of the things that sometimes aren't going as, uh, as well as I would like them to go in that moment.
0: Right. And I think we can all cope on journaling. We started off at a young age doing that when we had our own little set of diaries, especially for us girls. I know everybody remember diaries. I kept one. You put all your ideas into it. So in one way, how does journaling help for your
1: clients? Well, uh, one of the things that I do is I look at, as I coach people, I'm really, really interested in how their thinking affects their results. So what we've learned over many years of research is that the way a person thinks, particularly leaders of companies or organizations, the way that a leader thinks has a profound impact on the results. And we're talking about tangible, professional business results, but also intangible Uh, personal results as well. So what I do is I look at how their thinking, how their perspectives, their values, their beliefs impact every experience that that they have. And uh, so where does journaling come into play? When we coach people, you know, we can coach people for a very long period of time, but usually we begin with a 10-week coaching period. That's how it always begins. And that period is to lay the foundation. And it's quite intense. So there's a call once a week for 10 weeks. And every single call is recorded so that people can go back and listen to themselves and the coaching session and pick up some of the things that they've missed. But then in between every single call, we ask our clients to journal daily. So, every day. No days off, no weekends, no vacations. They are journaling in an online journal, but it's not like a private journal where they're journaling to themselves. They're journaling with me as their coach or any one of my coaches. So what happens is we give them a journaling question or a prompt, and they start to answer that question in this private online journal. I, as their coach, will read and then create this back and forth dialogue so I'll ask questions, I'll investigate I'll probe, I'll dig a little bit deeper to really, really start to pick up the patterns of their thinking and how their thinking influences their experiences Okay
0: It's not so bad you're getting all your thoughts out I guess this is a good thought process way to even start out a business because you put all your ideas down then you know where to start, you won't never forget anything and never be off track
1: well, yes. that's right. It's, it's, not only, it's not only just to get all your thoughts out, but it starts to start to understand whether or not your thinking works for you or whether your yeah. thinking works against you. So, you know, very often when we talk to anybody, we say, well, what is it that you want to achieve? And they might give you a goal. It might be a personal goal or a professional goal. And we say, okay, well, what is really the challenge in achieving that goal? In other words, what's stopping you from having achieved it already? And they'll list you a whole bunch of reasons why they aren't where they want to be yet um, or why it's difficult or impossible to reach their goal. And what we find is that um, really the greatest barrier in achieving any goal is the way you think about that goal, the way you think about yourself achieving that goal, the way you think about the way the world works and how it's designed to help you or prevent you from reaching that goal. And so we look at you know what are people's attitudes about what they're trying to achieve and whether or not they're equipped to achieve those goals and how do they think about themselves and how do they think about the way the world operates. Hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. It it does. It makes perfect sense, Kim. I like the way that you put that. Yeah, it sure does. Wow. Well, people, we're gonna get when we get to the end, we're gonna tell you how to get in contact with Kim because Kim got great information and. This the best way to go because it's a dog-eat-dog world when you're going into business, and you have to be ready. Your mind frame has to be ready, and that's why I love the name of your company, Frame of Mind. What, how did the frame of mind and journal engine software coaching,
1: how did all that come about? Well, you know, I looked at a lot of when I was started my coaching business, I looked at, you know, how do people coach? And what is coaching really about out there? And by and large, a lot of coaches are focused on helping people achieve their goals by helping them take the actions that they need to take in order to reach their goals. So, in other words, for example, if I wanted to start a new business, I might work with a client and say, well, here are the 10 things you need to do in order to start your business. And, and that's how most coaches operate. And what I realized is that most people have access to information that tells them what to do. Um, most people have recipes. In other words, if I wanted to make a gourmet meal, I can pick up a book or I can look it up online, uh, but that's not what prevents them from taking the action. What prevents them from taking the action is the way they think about what it is that they're doing. And so I decided that The way someone thinks has more influence over their success than any other factor. And it has to do with their frame of mind, their mindset, the way they think. And so I said, I don't really want to focus on helping people take the 10 steps they need to take. They can probably figure that out on their own but there's something bigger, more deep, more profound that's influencing them or that's preventing them from, reach, from reaching their goals, and that's their mindset, and so that's why I focused on frame of mind coaching uh, rather than any other type of coaching.
0: Ryan, wow. and speaking on that, what's actually stopping them deep down, here's one of my questions now, because we all experience anxiety, most of us, in our day-to-day life whether it be frustrations with traffic, stress in the
1: workplace, or tension with a spouse at home, how can we reduce our anxiety? Well, what is anxiety? Anxiety is an expectation of a negative outcome, right? So I might be delivering a presentation and I might have anxiety about it because I imagine, I play it out in my head and I imagine, myself freezing up, or I imagine you know, that the audience doesn't fall in love with me, or I imagine that I'm not getting the results that I want to get. And so, anxiety comes from the story you tell about anything that's happening around you. And it's really a precursor to the actual story so anxiety comes before an event takes place and it's not the event itself that's causing the anxiety it's the meaning you're attributing to to the expectations that that are taking place so if I expect something negative to happen then I feel anxious and those expectations are something that I've invented. They're stories I tell. They're, they're figments of my imagination. And what we want to do is we want to challenge people in their expectations. We want to say, okay, so where is this anxiety coming from? What do you expect is going to happen? And when they play it out, you know, nine times out of ten, their expectations are really, really not in line with reality. Even if reality isn't terrific, it's not nearly as bad as their expectations or how they expect things to turn out, which is usually way more negative than how it usually turns out. So I may go and do a presentation, and while I may not give myself a 10 out of 10 for that presentation, chances are it's not going to be a 1 or a 2 either, right? And so, and so my imagination usually plays out a whole lot worse than reality is, and that imagination is what causes anxiety. So when people feel anxious, what I want to do is slow them down, and I want to say, what's real here? What's real here? Right? And what am I making up to cause me to feel uncomfortable? What story have I invented? What do I believe to be true that I've taken on that isn't necessarily true? What beliefs do I have that cause me to feel nervous and anxious? And we want to help people slow down their thinking and start to sort through some of the thoughts that are coming at them a million miles an hour. So I could, next time I go and I do a presentation, I could say, hey, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to deliver everything that I can with the most uh, passion I can, with the most um, kind of personal integrity that I have. And... And, I'm gonna, and if, I, if I positively influence one or two people, I will have reached my goal. In an ideal world, I influence every single person sitting in those seats, but it's okay if that's, that, that doesn't happen either. I still come to do my job. And so what I've done is I've, I've literally um, c- kind of regulated my anxiety and created a neutralization of that imagined negative outcome.
0: You know, Kim, I know anxiety is real, and I can't imagine what no one really goes through, but also it feels like it's just part of the mindset, like you try to keep yourself safe from harm, and when harm comes up against you, then you have anxiety. For instance, when people have panic attacks because they're not used to being under certain pressure, I think that's where it all comes from, and that triggers it all.
1: Well, like if you look back into history, you know where did where did anxiety come from? It was a, flight, a fight or flight reaction where it, when a bear or a tiger was attacking you, right? When we were when we were living way back when when there wasn't civilization and we had to confront you know the elements of life. Well, nowadays those kinds of Threats don't exist nearly to the same extent. Do we have other things that are happening in our world? Sure. You know, if I were living in the Middle East right now, I'd have anxiety. Um, different kinds of threats. But in North America, the threats are of a different nature, but our, but our mentality hasn't caught up to that. We haven't been able to calm ourselves down. And so when something comes our way, um, that something in our mind is way out of proportion with what's happening. And so the job is not to change what's happening. The job is for us to start to regulate our perceptions of what's happening and to talk ourselves through it and say, okay, like what is really, what is the actual threat here? What is it truly, truly? And what's the likelihood of this thing uh, unfolding in, in such a negative manner? And what we find is, you know, we take down our anxiety a few hundred notches when we can just think about something with real clarity you know i had a client who was very anxious every time he walked to work and he imagined that people were watching him as he was walking right and and so what what i did with him i said okay so let's let's play that out let's say they are looking at you chances are they don't really care but let's say they are looking at you as you're walking uh down the street so what do you think they're thinking Right, and so what he what he expressed was that he anticipated they, that they were thinking negative or bad thoughts about him, which yeah. probably wasn't true. And so I said, well, what if they're thinking, hey, you look hot? He's like, why? Right. Oh, I never thought about it that way.
0: <laughs> right? right. And so Changes what we want to do is say,
1: what's the truth? What's the truth? And take down the anxiety. Okay.
0: Right, it's almost like changing and change your negative perspective to the positive aspect of it all, and it, takes, it probably takes well, a lot of work, but it really gets somebody to go through this process. Because anxiety, I mean, I have seen people go through, and you'd be like, "Oh my lord!" It's um especially trying to control over their emotions. Which
1: brings me to my next question: How can we gain control over our negative feelings? Well, again, what we want to do is we want to teach people to trade up, okay? So that's a really uh, crucial concept we use in frame of mind coaching, and it's the idea that we don't want to take someone from negative to positive in one step because it's It's hard to believe, right? So it's like a little bit unsustainable. What we want to do is we want to take them from negative to a little less negative. So very often what we teach our clients is, so you feel horrible, like let's say someone lost their job. You feel horrible, awful, terrible about, you know, losing your job. What's one thought that can make you feel a little bit less bad about it? Well, I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Okay. So it's not the best thought. It's not where we want the person to ultimately be.
0: Okay. Well, Kim, this fall, like, what, what actually drew you to coaching? What made you want to do all this? Let's get Kim back on. We Hi there. All right, Kim, we got you back on.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I uh, got disconnected there for a minute. Um, So what we want to do is we we want to help people climb the ladder of better feeling thoughts and emotions, and slowly help them to see the world from a brighter point of view. So we don't want to take them from, you know, despondent and, uh, you know, feeling hopeless to feeling like, the, you know, they're on top of the world, because chances are they won't be able to stay there very long without falling off. What we want to do is we want to take them to hopeless, from hopeless to maybe feeling a little frustrated or angry, and then from there to feeling... Uh, a little bit a sense of hope, and then from there to, to feeling a little bit optimistic and having them climb up the ladder of better feeling, thoughts, and emotions. Uh, and that's really, really important. We don't want to tell people, well, you just have to be positive when they're simply not. That doesn't work right? What we want to do is we want to train them to look at their situation and say, okay, so this is a bad thing. Let's train you to start to look at the silver lining in this thing. It's bad. We agree it's bad, but there's some little element that's good about it. If you start to get practice and build your muscle and looking for that something good about it, it becomes a little less bad. And from the vantage point of seeing something a little less bad, Then it gets a little less bad than that, and slowly it starts to improve. And that's what we want to do with people is is teach them, literally, to build the muscle of moving themselves out of a negative experience.
0: Okay, and that that sounds like a great plan to do. You got to just take it step by step, especially when you're trying to go into business. It's just over. It is. It's overwhelming. It's no joke when you're trying to go from running running your own thing to actually from getting a paycheck, that's a whole different entity. Um, So, Kim, what's um, a way do you help your clients who have just experienced a difficult event like maybe a divorce or a death?
1: Well, one thing we want to do is when they experience a negative uh, event, we want to have them experience the negative event. It's painful. It hurts. We don't want to just say, oh, well, uh, you know, so what? But at the same time, what we want to do is we want to, like, take that event and put it into some measure of perspective. So you had a divorce, you were in a poor marriage – well, what's the opportunity around that? What do you gain from getting divorced? Who can you become now? Where are you headed? And really help people to point themselves in the direction of where they want to go. And I think that, that one of the greatest challenges I see for people is that when they have a negative event, it's very difficult. They stay in that funk for a very long time. And what we want to do is want, we want to help people build a stronger degree of emotional resilience that will allow them to kind of bounce back from adversity with greater speed and and agility. So, yes, that was um, not a great experience. It was a hurtful experience. It was trying and emotional and all these kinds of things. It was a bad experience okay, so what are you going to do with it? And, and the key is what we find is that people who live extraordinary lives have had adversity in their lives. And, and it's not whether or not they've had something bad go wrong. We all have something bad go wrong in our lives. But that's not the question. The question is what are they doing with that experience? And we find that people who are extremely successful – and really live great lives, and I mean great relationships, healthy, you know, where people are truly thriving, what they do is they leverage their adversity. They turn it into something good. They take the learning out of it. They use it to help them make future decisions. They use it and and use the contrast of that experience to say, hey, you know, I didn't really like that. I'd really rather have this instead. And they use it as a guide to move them forward. So in in, in the case of when, let's say someone dies. You know, that's you know, we want them to experience grief. We don't just want them to pass through it. Grief is an okay feeling. We want them to be okay with the emotions that they have. And that's, that's not a problem. But we don't want them to be in a state of grief for years and years. We want them to move to a better state, which is, okay, so, like, that was an incredible uh, relationship I had. I really feel the loss of this person in my life, but what do Mm -hmm. I take from my experience with this person that I want to inject into other relationships? What do I want to take from this experience and, and inject into my own life? What did I learn from this person that I want to carry forward? What memories can I take forward and traditions can I implement in my life with my own children and so on and so forth? So it's really how do we experience uh, loss? How do we experience adversity, tragedy, death? And how do we turn it into something that has meaning for us and lives on for us in a positive manner than, you know, in, in, than living with it in a, in a state of constant grief? Now, I, I see people who get divorced all the time, and I see people who get divorced and carry on, and I see people who get divorced and stay in a state of depression for years and really the question is, how do you live your life, right? How do you take your life and make the most of it even when something has gone wrong? And what we want to do is we want to minimize the, the amount of time that someone stays in a funk.
0: Right, because that will hold you down. It will stop you from doing what you have to do, especially especially since we're on the topic of business with him today, if, you're going through trouble. Know that nobody's life is perfect. Life's not going to always throw you out lollipops or sunshine all the time. But if you don't, if you let that always stop you because you get sour apples, then that's going to be a problem. You got to know how to pick it up and move on. And that's part of business, especially if you're owning your own business. As I said, you have to know how to do that because one, one fatal mistake, it can end your business, and you don't want to. It's different from me going to work 9 to 5, and I got an issue. Yeah, I might can stay off, but unlike somebody who's on their business, you got to be work around the clock all day. It's, you, don't have, you have time to breathe, but at some point in time, you got to be up on your grind. Hey, this business got to come first. Yeah, not saying that you don't have rights to breathe, but at the same time, you got to you got to take out your time and say, okay, well, I got this. And then if you have people working for you, you got to think about them too. So oh, all that's, oh, that's a toll. Um, but, Tim now, what do you say to public clients who are experiencing mediocrity and a lack of excitement in their life?
1: Well, so you know, I have a lot of people who, let's say, come into uh, coaching and they say, you know, like the the sparkle has gone out of my relationship, or you know, like I just I feel like I've been in this job and I'm in this place where I'm not excited to get up and go to work anymore, and the people around me aren't exciting me, and my spouse isn't exciting me, and you know, like there's just you know, like I've lost the spark. And and the first thing we do is we say, number one is your spark is not a reflection of your environment or your circumstances. So very often they think, well, I need a new job or I need a new spouse and that will get me a new spark. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and especially in relationships a lot of people say you know like I've been in this relationship for a while and I'm just like I'm not into it anymore and I'm thinking of getting a divorce and you know the relationship just isn't where I want it to be and can you help me work on my relationship and you would you like to see me and my spouse and I say no I have no interest in your spouse and and you know the client might say well what do you mean and I say well you know you know that old thing that people believe it takes two to tango and they say yes I say, well that couldn't be further from the truth it does It doesn't take two to tango. It only takes one. And so they go, well, what do you mean by that? And I say, well, look, imagine you're dancing with someone and all of a sudden you change the way you dance. What happens to the dance? It changes, right? All it takes is one person to change the dance in order for you to get a different dance. And and the, and what we do is we teach people fundamentally that the sparkle in life does not come from their circumstances. It comes from their thinking. It comes from their approach. It comes from inside of them. And they are responsible for the way they feel. They are responsible for the way they think. They're not responsible for their spouse, and they're not responsible for their coworkers or anything else, but it's up to them to show up sparkled. It's up to them to show up Excited and and um, uh, willing and wanting to make something good out of what it is that they have, and so what we often find is that people who feel that sense of mediocrity have also given up their sense of responsibility their own happiness and when we take the people through coaching we give that responsibility back to them. We hand it back to them. We say listen there are a lot of things that you are not responsible for. You're not responsible for the weather or politics or or, or the way that your children behave or the, or the way your neighbor behaves. You're, you're not responsible for a whole lot of things because you don't have control over these things but you are responsible for the way you think and you're responsible for the way you feel and so... It sounds to me like you have let go of that responsibility based on the way you feel. And then we show them how it works. We show them that the way they think creates an emotion, and that emotion right now for them may be mediocrity. So we teach them to lift up their thinking in order to feel different things. Right. And you know I agree with you so much, Tim, on that I-
0: it's hard though, Kim. When you're trying to do so much, you try to you try to be faithful to your marriage, your your work, everything, and and it takes a lot just to shuffle all that around. But we're our own match. We're our own match. We got to learn how to turn it on, turn it off. You got to Keep it exciting. And yeah, honeymoon don't last forever. We all know that. But it takes it does it takes a lot. And trust me, I know because I'm married. I've been through it all. School. Organization and my husband would be looking like, "Okay, where is my time?" At? and it's like, uh, I don't know. can we schedule um I could put you in at a certain time, what time would you prefer and it, and it gets really pretty, I'm like really this this is not the way I need to be but please by the end of this show, if you're having those difficulties, Tim will help you out because we all know it's 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 hell out of us to really try to keep it going. It's no easy task and a lot of relationships well, the number one reason is because of money issues, but that's another reason why a lot of us divorce, because we don't have that time to commit to one another. We get so caught up in our focus, we lose sight on our children. Our children are cutting up, we don't know what's going on with them. So this is today is your day to really just come about and get this change today with Kim on the show, so
1: One of the things that you said is really, really important and really insightful and is really a crucial part of of how we coach people. And what you said is we all have so many things to do right? And oh boy, I know that. I have five kids. I run my own business. I coach people. I have a team of coaches. I have, you know, aging parents and on and on and on. I have a lot to do. Okay. Um, oh, and by the way, I have a husband too. So, you know, I, ha- I have a lot to do. And, um, and very often what I get is, how do I get it all done? How do you get it all done? And it's really, th- that's the wrong question. Right? And really the question is not whether or not you could get it all done or how you get it all done. I want to assure you you won't get it all done, right? And that's not necessarily the goal, right? We, we are confused by our goals. Um, and the goal is rather instead of thinking about how do I get it all done, it's how do I be as I'm doing whatever I'm doing. So how do I show up to all these things that I'm showing up to? And if I'm showing up less than how I want to show up, then I'm not getting any of it done anyways. So let's reduce the number of things you think you have to do and let's work on showing up to those things in a way that is truly reflective of how you want to live your life every moment of every day. And so I want to focus instead on how you be rather than on what you do. Does that make sense? It does. It sounds like gladi- it's, it's gladiator work, but
0: you know when it comes, it to is
1: gladiator to
0: work. work. You're right. When I listen one of the co-workers at my job, she tell me she said, "I don't care about this job." And at first I was like, "Okay," because I I feel like this I have to work in order to pay my bills. But then when she broke it down to me, okay, at the same time you do, but you got little ones, and life pass you by so quick. They'll be grown, and you look around like, "What happened to the time for?" You have to make time for your family. I understand that you might do have a business or you work a nine-to-five, but at the end of the day, all that keeps you happy is the ones who are really behind you, and you're not even looking at them. And we got, you got to be a warrior to me for romance and fight, for love, because love and romance, they can easily suffocate under the pressure the rest of our life. So look at the ones who are behind you, coaching you, your loved ones, your husband, your wife. They're the ones who are pushing you on but you forget about them because you're so caught up on trying to get this done, don't forget about the ones who you're leaving behind. Please don't. It, it's a hurting feeling and I had to slow myself down like, really? These are my children. You're right. They, they're eight now and then also I'm be looking at them like teenagers. Damn, what happened? So, yeah, slow down. I know, I know it's relentless, but we got to just take a breath, take a step back and reevaluate.
1: Right. So, I mean, what you're saying is really, really accurate. It's not just you know, let's get it done. Let's slow down and really appreciate and be in the relationships we're being. And it, that does not mean you have to stop working and spend every single hour of your day committing to, you know, your family and giving yourself up. It means the opposite. It means your job, your primary job, your responsibility is to take care of yourself. And when you do that, you show up in these relationships much more optimistic, positive, cheerful, and looking for what's right in the people around you rather than on noticing what's wrong with them, which is our tendency as parents sometimes to notice what our children are doing that is not quite right. And so it's not about quantity of time. It's really about quality of time. And quality mm-hmm. of time improves as you take on the job of taking care of yourself.
0: Yes. Yes, that is so true. But what we're going to do, we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be back with Kim talking about this. business, getting into journaling and everything. Um, So don't touch that dial. You stay tuned on Blog Talk Radio.
1: There's only one station that will keep you happy, Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial
0: break. What's up? Thinking about you. XOXOXO. Want to snuggle dot dot dot. JK.
1: Hit me back. You
0: getting these texts? Question mark. We should hang later. I miss you. Holla at ya, boy. Holla back. Holla back. Holla back. Are you at home? Where are you? What are you doing? OMG. You are making me mad. Are you with your ex? You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com That's notcool.com
1: that's not
0: Brought to you by the ad council.
1: Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter
0: pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. All right, we're back on the air with Kim Addis, and and we're getting into everything, how to get your spark back into your relationship, which we left off. And like Kim and I said, we know it's hard, but truly we have the light of our own spark. lit. We just got to know how to use this flame to spark our marriage, fire up, and that matches us. So let's get out there, and we got to thrive for it. We go through our anxieties, we go through the emotions, but it's all about just trying to keep it together when you're running the business no no doubt about that so yeah, you know, let's get some um examples of what your clients have achieved as a result of or as a result of working with you.
1: yeah, that's a great question. Um I mean, some clients come in and they say. What I really want to do is I want to decide what I'm doing next. So some of them may have sold their businesses and they're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of business to buy next or what kind of job to get or, you know, what to do with themselves. Very often people come in initially because they want to figure out what to do with their business or their career. I typically work with very, very highly driven individuals, people who want to achieve extraordinary goals and who, are talented and have achieved some measure of success, but they've hit a wall or they've hit a junction in their lives where they're not sure what, what's next. So to answer your questions, sometimes what we see is increased revenue, so their business grows. Sometimes what we see is they get promotions. Like I, I just got an email not long ago from a client that says, you know, like, this is my second promotion in a year and it's all because of coaching. Sometimes what we see is people's relationships improve. So they may come because... They have a business question or a career-related issue that they're faced with, but what they notice is that their relationship has completely fallen off the rails. And what we see is a dramatically improved relationship. Sometimes we see people get married. (laughs) Sometimes we see people's health improve. Their blood pressure decreases. Um, So we see all kinds of things. Uh, We definitely see businesses grow, but we see things in the professional world change, but we also see things in the personal world change. One of my favorite, favorite uh, things or the thing that creates for me the greatest pride is when a client comes and says, I've had this wonderful conversation with my child, with my daughter or my son, and and my daughter or my son says, Dad, you know, like you've changed so much. What happened? You know, you used to be in a bad mood all the time, and now, like, you're fun to be around, and so that's one of the things that happens, and I would say that I often see a change in relationship between my client and their children, and there's this trickle-down effect, and so uh, parents show up with their children completely differently. That also happens in uh, for leaders we coach, and we see that with their employees. You know, often people say, you know, what happened to you? Did you get a haircut? You look different. You're walking taller. You're smiling more. Um, and it's really just coaching. People's whole mood changes. Their disposition changes. Their view of the world changes. Their sense of confidence changes. And so that all impacts their results in a huge way.
0: Right. It does. And I, I do, Kim, I want to tell you earlier, I like you because you got it going on. You got five children. You are you are a writer. You are an author. You keep it like I said in the beginning. You keep it all together, and that's not an uh, easy day. It's not. It's not an easy task. And I commend you for that. I do.
1: Oh, thank you very very much. I'll tell you, like you know, I've gone through my own adversity, right? So. I'm in my second marriage I've been married uh for five years. I'm in a blended household with five kids um, and we all live together and we all you know eat together and travel together and go on family day together and and do what we need to do and 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 that wasn't always the case and so the question became when when my first marriage went went wrong or went south. Um, it was an opportunity for me to really, really take some time and define what it was that I really wanted and to identify what my top values were. So that's a huge issue right there. You know, what are your values? What's super important to you that, you, you know, you're not ready to sacrifice? I find that a lot of people do sacrifice some of the values that are most important to them for the sake of what they say is a relationship, and what we want to do is we want to help people make decisions that are in alignment with their values, so that they're not sacrificing what's most important to them.
0: Right. Every door that you know, every door that closes, another one always open up, and that's how good really our God is. He's sitting there for sex, as I always say it almost all my shows, and I'ma just always keep saying it. Now, when it comes to your company, uh, frame of mind, there are some values that you mentioned on your website that deals with generosity, intimacy, innovation, personal development, and impact through bold leadership. Tim, if you have a little time, I'd like to probably go through each one of those if you could for us.
1: Absolutely. Let's start with uh, you called it personal development, and for us it's personal growth as well. Like one of the biggest commitments we have is to the personal development and growth of our clients, whether they are, you know, executives of Fortune 500 companies or, uh, or you know, people who aren't so high up in the organization. What we are committed to is making sure that they are growing, they are thriving, they are developing. That's the whole whole purpose of the company. At the same time, we're committed to the personal growth of every single one of our coaches and every single team member. That is why every single person who joins the team goes through coaching and does their own work on an ongoing basis. So this company is about personal development. That's the purpose of the company. The second one is uh, impact through leadership. We are, you know, we view ourselves as leaders in the industry. We do a lot of um, teaching and presentations and guidance in the coaching industry on coaching through the use of a journal and really looking at how somebody thinks. And so we're we're really you know, guiding the way in this particular field. At the same time, we love coaching leaders. And the reason we do that is that when one person changes, particularly a leader, there is a huge ripple effect in the organization and in families. And so we really, really take huge pride in coaching leaders and seeing the impact of that coaching throughout their little world. So that's one thing that we love to do. The third thing is innovation. Um, You know, from our perspective, um, we are thought leaders around how to coach. We coach very differently than the other coaches in the world. And the reason we do that is because we believe that people are motivated differently and that they achieve goals uh, as a result of changing their thinking as opposed to changing only their actions. For example, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, a lot of people want to lose weight, and they say, well, it's not that hard. All you have to do is exercise more and eat a little less and get rid of, you know, high-fat foods and maybe carbs and drink more water. You know, there's a formula out there, you know, and, and that information is widely accessible out there. And if it were that easy, anybody could do it. But it's not that easy, and people really struggle with it, not because they don't know what to do, but it because something in their thinking, something in their perceptions and their beliefs prevent them from getting it done. And that's the level at which we work. We, we work on an innovative level and really go deep with people, and we, we're very proud of that. And we use um, technology to get it done through our online journaling software. The fourth one is generosity. For me, it's really, really important that our interactions with every single client is filled with generosity, generosity of spirit, generosity of emotion, and just generosity. And so that's the way we live. We're generous with one another within the company, and we're very generous with our clients. We want to breed generosity. We want to assume positive intent. We want to give of our time, of our, uh, of our expertise, and we're doing that as often as we can Um, in in any circumstance where someone needs it and wants it and the last one um, and really it's a a driver of everything is intimacy so what does that mean Uh, we're very intimate with our clients we get to a personal level we get deep when we are coaching them we are just as open with them as they are with us and that's unusual in any kind of coaching circumstance usually you know you're the client I'm the coach you know there's there's a line there for us it's the relationship between the coach and the client that creates such magical and powerful transformation. And so the closer we get with our clients, the more we travel together. And it's, it's a really interesting and dynamic way of doing business, but it's also the way we interact within the company we're all very close and we are here for each other so those are our five top values and it's you know what we live and breathe now what's really interesting is a lot of companies come together and they say well you know we have to create a list of values what do we want our values to be that is not how we created our top values when we came together we said okay we need to create our our list of values how do we already live what are we already living by? What are the things that run our lives? And these are the top values that that came out. These were the words that we found reflected how we already operate. Right. And that makes sense, client and the
0: coach coming together one hand-to-hand to hand because this is a team thing. You can't do it on your own at all. And as you, as I was thinking and while you were talking, I said all, all you have to do is know where you're going the answers will come but some people just don't know how kim how do they start off to know where they want to go do they have to go through on by journaling
1: well definitely we use journaling but what we find is some people you know when we start off coaching we say what where do you want to go Number one is sometimes that vision is very cloudy, but sometimes they say, well, I want to get here and it's impossible for me. And so they're, they're just so weighed down with so many thoughts and beliefs that really interfere with their travel time. You know, with the distance they travel, they can't get there no matter what they do because they are so weighed down with so much baggage. And our job is to remove it and allow them to get on the runway, you know, with no baggage so that they can take off and fly. And so that's what we do. That's what we do. We help them point in the right direction. We help to make sure that they're clear about where they're going and what they want. And we help to remove any impediments, any barriers uh, to their traveling. Okay.
0: I, I like that. I'll, I'll, um, Kim, if you have, because we still got a little time, I would love to hear about maybe a client that was transformed by your business.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a great story, and this is a relatively new story. Um, one, one day a client came to me and said, okay, I have this job. I'm, you know, I have a senior position in this job. I hate my work, and if something doesn't change, I want to quit. And, in fact, I'm thinking of quitting. I don't even know if coaching is going to help me. Um, I said, well, you know, why don't we give it a try? Don't quit quite yet. Um, And we started to work together. And what we found was, like, she's a perfectionist, and people weren't working up to her standards, and she was frustrated with every conversation. And there was one person in particular at work that really kept throwing her off her game and that would, you know, kind of really rattle her chain and on and on and on. well, you know, Shortly after we started working together, she got a promotion. And shortly after that, she got another promotion. But what's incredible about this particular person is that she's affecting her whole entire work environment. And they've literally said, you've changed. Like, you know, you're a completely different person. And I hear that over and over and over again. Like just the other day, I had a conversation with a client of mine who sent one of his senior employees through coaching and he said, I don't know what you did, but she's completely different. She's a whole new person. She used to, you know, be down and complaining. Now she's a leader. She's, she shows up and she's bright and she literally can gather people around an idea and move people forward. Things have changed. And so what we see is People view themselves and their situations differently after going through coaching, and they really step up into who they were meant to be, and they step up as leaders. It's, it's really amazing, and I've seen it over and over and over again.
0: I know that has to have made you so proud just to see that. And what actually, what is probably some things that have made you proud or what, you, what are you most proud of right now?
1: Um, I, I'm proud of a whole bunch of things. I'm proud when a client gets, you know, um outstanding results and that happens all the time. We have a, a huge number of success stories. You know, our clients typically aren't just happy clients. They are over-the-top happy clients. They're raving fans. So I'm proud of that track record. I'm proud of our coaches because we deliver outstanding service consistently. We just have incredible standards of coaching. So I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of, you know, some of our innovations and how we coach using journaling and how deep we get with clients. Um, And again, I mentioned this before, I love it when our clients influence their families just by their own change. I love it when kids pick up some of the concepts and learnings that, that their parents learn through coaching. For me, like, that gives me goosebumps. That makes me feel like, okay, I'm not just impacting my client, I'm impacting their whole world. And, you know, that's something I'm extremely proud of.
0: Well, you should be. You are you are taking you have taken the risk and you create a business that is aligned with who you are as a person a strong minded person so i like i said I hope for the best for you throughout your whole entire career you you deserve it you you worked hard for it and, and I'm glad that your clients are happy to have someone like you and others on their team thank you so
1: thank you so much i I'd I'd love to invite any listener who is interested in in learning more about Frame of Mind Coaching to go to frameofmindcoaching.com, and right there on the site, there's an invitation to try out the Frame of Mind Coaching experience, where you will have an opportunity to journal and have your journal reviewed by a coach. I encourage anybody to do that. It's really an incredible experience.
0: Oh, and, Kim, let's not forget about your book, um, how they can go about getting that one, too, because we, t- we didn't talk about Kim's book, but she does have one out as well. Or maybe yeah, books so the- for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, the book is called What You Focus on Grows. And it's a series of short stories that really help readers to stretch their mind muscle and look at the world through a very, very different lens. So it's easy to read. You can open it on any page and just start reading. Uh, But really, it helps you look at ordinary events, uh, through a really different lens, and the more you practice looking at your life through a different lens, the more uh, enriched your life becomes. So it's a great book to pick up, and you can go to com and uh, purchase it right there on the site. It's the easiest way to do it.
0: Well, Kim, I thank you for unleashing all this coaching um, advice to us, and I hope people do go out and get this incredible book where you'll learn more you're going to find great ideas in her book. Please stay in touch with Kim because this is a driven woman. She'll make you driven and ambitious by the end of the day. But, Kim, thank you. You and your family have a blessed one.
1: Thank you so much, Tanisha. T- 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 okay, uh, I, 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 I apologize for that. Uh, but thank You're you so much for uh, inviting me on your show. It's been, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Kim, and I'll make sure I stay in touch with you, too. Okay. Take care. You too.
0: Bye bye. Well, I do. Bye bye, Kim. Everyone, I do. Thank you for tuning in today. Today has been a wonderful show. It's always it's a pleasure and a blessing to always have you in. I I know I didn't get anybody to chat, but I know I'll see you later on in my art box. Um, like I said, please make sure we go out and get Kim's book today. It's a it's a wonderful book. But um, before we get off the air. I'm just going to hit you with a little tune, and I'll be back after this. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, and it put, get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, hot. I it like got the
1: rollie on my arm and I'm
0: pouring Down and I all the best, cause I got it going on, I'm a nice dude, with a nice cream see these ice cubes, see these ice cream, eligible bachelor, million dollar bow, that's whiter than what's going down your throat. The phantom exterior like this ad. The interior like suicide look red, I can exercise you. This could be your ass. Cheat on your man. That's how you get in his head. Well, cutting it short, because my time is almost coming to an end. But as my good friend and also a guest on my show previously, uh, Mary Ellen Signovich, The truth for the day is, gain a mindset of abundance to create an attitude of prosperity. While your ambition is a driving force towards success, your mindset or thoughts can attract abundant circumstances. You will tend to create what your thoughts focus on. When you focus on abundance, it creates positive energy that attracts more abundance. You are consciously telling the universe, God, that you welcome abundance in all forma, and you are worthy to accept it. Today the to add to abundance to put forth the powerful energy to attract prosperity enjoy the day you have a blessed one and I will see you soon and I'll see you tomorrow God bless you I love you listeners
1: thank you for tuning in to the bright side with Tanisha come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern
0: God bless